hit record too soon um so i hope you're ready for another recording so we're gonna do another bible recording and i i i was like thinking okay like as far as the apocrypha um let me let me step away from that for a second just because i need something familiar to me um but a good place to start is always the beginning of genesis and that's always just a fun read um I like it honestly because it's so confusing like guys like I know that like if if people haven't thought too much into Genesis or if you just kind of know the movie versions and like the version that you're taught as a kid it just seems kind of basic there's six days and God created stuff and then like he created man and he created them in the garden and then they went and or put him in the garden and then they went and they ate these fruits and sinned and screwed up the rest of humanity um but that's like the basic story right um but the more you delve into it um I've noticed even from the very beginning of even verse one um all the way like even if you think about the story beforehand because technically there is a story beforehand I mean if there's you know, if, I don't know if the universe is infinite, I have no idea, but people say that God is, you know, never began and never ends, and I guess that's considered infinite, and so it's like, okay, if God was here, like, all this time, forever of time, why all of a sudden was he like, oh, let me make these, this earth with these people, um, on it, you know, and, like, have this whole elaborate project, um, just randomly, it's, like, I don't think people, I mean, I I think humans, humans in general, we tend to be so, like, self-absorbed and thinking so much about, um, ourselves, our own internal states of things and our own lives, our own cultures, it's really hard, unless you're watching a video or something, to even, like, put yourself in someone else's shoes. Like, I can't tell you how often I think about, I don't know, what the one I think about? Like, like, Russia or, like, I don't know, Laos or, like, some random country of, like, some random ind- indigenous cultural people. Like, how often do I think about them? What do I know about them? You know, like, unless I've researched it, and it's an interest of mine, you know, usually I'm going to be pretty absorbed in my own life, right? So I think in general, that's kind of normal. And I think when it comes to even like the Bible, it's, it's pretty easy to get kind of just absorbed in like what seems normal without really like challenging it. And, um, and also like just thinking, okay, like, like, you know, because, because humanity began at a certain point in time and humans were created if if you believe humans were created by God and then it's like we kind of start with our own story about like human history and things like that like we don't tend to think too much about the history before humans existed we're very much like interested in how we got here and what we're doing here but we don't even think about too much about the before us um and especially people who believe that there are other sorts of beings and things like that and then it's like how does that play a role in um in you know the human experience you know um like how like what did they just start existing once humans got here or were they there first or are they still here or were they ever here that kind of thing you know so um so Genesis 1, for people who might not know, um, it's considered the beginning of the Bible. It's considered, it's kind of like the beginning of human history, a little bit before human history, if you think about the world's history. Um, There's so many, like, just, this whole, like, Genesis is such a rich book. Like, I'm not even talking about much of it I'm only talking about the first 
six days, seven days of creation. That's not even the whole way through Genesis 1, I don't think. I think there's there's still more to it than just the creation part. But, um, so it, let's see. Let me start keeping track of time here. So I've rambled for a good five minutes. Um, <coughs> so the way I'm going to do this is I'm going to kind of go through kind of like what is kind of in the Bible. Um, um, like related to this. And so I would say, um, it kind of depends at times what version of the Bible you read. Um, and that's why I think it's pretty important to try to get like some understanding. That's kind of how, um, I got into trying to have some more understanding into like the Hebrew language because it's like, well, if this is from those people's culture and they're the ones who put it all in writing, um, and they had a written language, um, too, like it's a very ancient written language. And so it's like, at least there's that. And it, and it's still commonly used. I mean, biblical Hebrew and like modern Hebrew, they're different, but like you can still spell the same, you know, like you can read a Hebrew Bible and not be like, oh, like this is like some weird thing like yes it's ancient language it's even older sounding than it when you read like Shakespeare or like King James version bible like it sounds like another language like accent wise and you know things like that like but the word you know if you look up a word like family or like road and like stuff like that there's kind of like the term is still the same. Like, it's the same enough that you, like, you kind of know what you're reading. Um, but it is very ancient. And there's a lot in there that, like, um, just, like, there's so much to it that, like, I think being Americans and growing up, if you grew up in, like, a, a Protestant type of church, Christian church, <clears throat> or, you know, like, a Catholic church, um, we're so, like, we have this Western spin on things so much so that all of the Jewish culture kind of is wiped out and it's like this western version of like religion that you know there were and still are other religions that and other cultures that kind of see the bible so differently because it's more ingrained in their culture we have a very modern kind of method of interacting with the bible um versus you know Jewish people for example like a Jewish person who comes to the Bible who was like of a traditional Jewish cultural background and practicing things, they don't look like the typical Christian would look because, you know, they, they follow things differently. They think about the books differently. Um, the New Testament isn't even part of something that Jews read. Um, but I guess the Apocrypha is to some extent because the Hanukkah story comes from there. But um Anyways, anyways, um, so I try not to ramble and I can't help myself. Um, so when we start looking at this book, um, I gotta get my Bible app, guys. When we start looking at this book, there's so much already going on, um, from the very, very get-go, like I said, like, the first sentence, yeah, the first sentence is already so confusing, um, and so I just already find it interesting that from a place where we even start, um, at the, at the beginning of Genesis here, um, from, from the very, very beginning, it's already a confusing story, um, but it starts out, like, everybody knows the very beginning, um, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, everybody kind of knows that part, right? That's the very first verse of the Bible. Um, and then you go to, you know, if you think about before that, in the beginning, um, it's kind of like in the beginning of what, right? Because we're told, like, there's no beginning, and now we're being told there's a beginning. So it's like, wait, what? Um, it's like, so God was always there and now there's a beginning. So people assume that it's like the beginning of the beginning of earth, the beginning of humanity. Um, but there are other cultural beliefs. I know Adventists have the, uh, 
the uh, uh, the the great disappointment. No, the great controversy. Um, that book by Ellen White. Um, it has a story. I think that's the one that has the story of like Lucifer um, in heaven before coming to earth. And I think the book of Enoch, which is a whole separate book. Um, I think that's the book. Um, it's not in the Bible, but it's one of those like supplemental type of readings. Um, cause it's kind of interesting in the Bible. You only see Enoch mentioned with like, what, like Noah or something. And it was like, and he walked with God and it's like, that's all he gets. But apparently he was like a really, really, you know, interesting guy. And when you read the book of Enoch, it shows about like, um, this kind of insight or wisdom or visions or something, some knowledge of some sort that he got from somewhere, um, about like, I don't know if you want to call them extraterrestrials. I don't even know what you would call them. I don't even want to go there right now. Um, at the moment, but it's basically like the reason I got interested in it was because of the, how the Bible just randomly in Genesis mentions Nephilim and then never talks about them again. And basically it was talking about how, the angels that had fallen, so those were like Satan or Lucifer's crew, like those ones um, had children with, it says, with uh, human women. And the human with that type of evil angel created the Nephilim. And apparently the Nephilim taught the humans how to make, they, they taught them some sort of technological advances of some sort with making weapons and making wooden things and metallic things and making all kinds of things and um uh they basically got to a point where they almost self-destructed because they knew too much um and that's how the world ended up getting so evil to the point that god wanted to destroy it with a flood so um that whole part is in the book of Enoch but again like the parts that talk more about um being in a um sorry I'm distracted by my neighbor's stupid um remote control cars but um I think their car is underneath my car actually yes it totally is but I would say um, I don't know what I'm saying anymore because I got distracted. Um, yeah, so Lucifer, Lucifer being in heaven, um, before God creates the heavens and the earth. So Lucifer being in heaven with God, he, some reason or another, was not pleased with the status of things, um, and he was informed that he was going to need to um, kind of uh, what's the word? Dude, these guys are like fucking standing right next to my car. But um, <clears throat> yeah, so I just find that kind of interesting that um, yeah, they there were they there were angels that like basically everybody lucifer included was an angelic being in heaven worshiping god all the time and somehow lucifer got an idea that he didn't want to worship god or like he wanted to be at the right hand and not let jesus be at the right hand of god he wanted jesus position and then he was like wait no um And so because of that, Satan was angry with God and decided to take some other angelic beings with him. And they kind of were banished from heaven, I guess. And I guess um, Lucifer was the head of of music, I guess. Music? I don't know what you call it. Uh, Lucifer was a musician and he was the head of music in heaven. So and that was a very, very high position. Um, so he was already like a high positioned angel, um, but he fell because of like, I guess, jealousy or wanting a, an even higher, he wanted something that he wasn't allowed to have or that God wouldn't give him. I guess he wanted to be the son or, or he wanted to be at the right hand or whatever. He wanted a better position. So for that reason was banished to earth. Um, and then, or he was banished. I don't know if he was banished to earth. 
I think he was banished. Yeah, because it mentions that he was banished later, and that's how he was the serpent in the garden. But um, this is the whole backstory of Lucifer. This is the whole backstory before we even get to the creating um, of heaven and earth. And then you start with that first verse um, that, you know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And it's kind of interesting. People um, um, kind of look at the word God. And in Hebrew, it's Elohim. It's like a plural. I am at the end. Um, at- <laughs> L is usually considered God. Um, sorry, they hit my car with a remote. L is usually considered God. Um, and then Elohim would be like gods, like plural. Um, so the word that's used in the Hebrew is Elohim, which is already confusing to people. Um and basically it says, so basically the earth was there. There was something that existed um, that had no form to it. And it had, it was void and it was dark. And I don't even know what over the face of the deep means, but there was a face of the deep and it was dark there. <laughs> um, so that's the description of pre-earth before it was even made into what we now would see as earth. And it says already we're still confused in verse two where it says the spirit of the of god was hovering over the face of the waters it's like okay so there was already water there and so that's already something that i find interesting um because we'll get to that but it um water was never created technically um, I don't know why that, that, that just seems weird to me to say, but I mean, there was not like a sentence that said, let there be water. Um, that never actually happened according to what we read, like the way it's worded, it never says, let there be water. And it never even seems like it's supposed to say that or anything. Um, but it's just interesting, right? Cause we always say, um, light was created first, let there be light. But if you think about all the first two verses, it was already saying that, you know, God was, you know, finding something or found something that he was going to change into earth. Um, there was already something there. There was already something because there was something that that was without form and void. And then whatever it was had a face of the deep and there was darkness hovering over it, whatever that was. So it was dark. It was void. It was formless. And then you know, God, uh, the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Um, so it's like, that's before light was created. That's before we even start talking about like the oceans and everything. Um, it says, and that's already just like super confusing. Cause it's like, okay, we've heard about the spirit of God. We've heard about that. Um, uh, but it was, I don't know if it was already hovering over there or if God put it to be hovering over there. But either way, it was hovering over the waters of this void, formless, dark thing that had a deep, I don't even know what that means. Like, in my mind, I picture it as like, just like a lump of clay or something. Like, I don't even know how to, how to think about it. Um, I don't know how you would have something that's formless. Like, maybe it's not, like, a shape that you could recognize and name, but, I mean, formless is, I don't under, I don't know if I really understand that. And if it's void, it's, like, nothing. Like, I I can't think of something that has no form and is void, but is an actual object that has water. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, that, I don't, maybe I'm just not looking at this correctly, but that's... In my mind, that's already like, okay, so we had the Lucifer thing before all of this. And now we have this where it's like, what is God even creating? Like, apparently there was something there. It seems like God was there. Lucifer had already been um, there before this, this whole thing is even happening. Um, And water is already there. And then this is what is used to make into earth. So then, you know, once God says, so we're starting the first day is happening now after that whole two or five verse explanation 
um, or two verse explanation that takes like 10 minutes for me to explain. Um, uh, yeah. So we get to the, to what people usually start at, at this, as the beginning. Right. But if you think of it, of all the explanation I've just talked about, there's already been like multiple lifetimes worth of things happening and, um, we're barely getting light. And so (laughs) I don't know how all that stuff was there first, how Lucifer was there first, how God was there, how, this formless voidless thing with waters and the spirit hovering over it was there but now we're getting light so god you know says let there be light separated the light from the darkness right so he creates light and saw that it was good separates the light from the darkness um he called the light day and the darkness he called night and It says there was evening and there was morning the first day. So something that's interesting that you'll notice that keeps coming up is there was evening and there was morning the first day. So evening is where they start the day and then the morning is the end of the day. Whereas I know in our culture we have it opposite, but it's almost similar to, you know, with the Jewish Sabbath or most Jewish holidays, they start when the sun goes down right? Because that's the start of that day is evening, nighttime. Um, Sun is down. It's now the next day. And so Friday sundown is technically the seventh day. Um, If you're counting that direction, Um, you're not waiting till Saturday morning. Um, You're, you know, starting like half a day earlier than what Americans would start at as the day, right? Um, and so there's that. And then, um, so yeah, keeping that in mind, evening and morning, right? And then it said, um, for verse six, the second thing he's going to be creating here, or the second day, let's not think, let me not put it as one thing was created each day, because that's not really accurate at all. Um, but the second day, um, here's what's getting created. Um, he says, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the waters. And God made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so, and God called the expanse heaven and the, um, evening there was morning and (laughs) wait oh and there was evening and there was morning (laughs) the second day sorry I missed the words that was very important um so yeah this is a very confusing one so second day you know so typically people start with first day light second day water and sky um now mind you um like I mentioned before so we never see God say let there be water but the first two versus water comes up before we even start talking about the typical creation of the first day this is before the first day the water comes um and so water was already there um right so we already know that from before light water was already there right and so it's just a confusing way like these three verses six through eight about this water and heaven and sky thing it's confusing so it says um about the waters um let us separate separate the waters from the waters right it's like what come on verse six like what and then um it says god made the expanse and separated the waters that were under the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse so he divided something and then separated it so that the water that was on the top was heaven the water that was below that expanse was um earth and so yeah so but sorry I, i i i misspoke so the water that was the expanse itself um is is considered heavens and then you know, the water that stays is considered, um, water basically. Um, but it's just interesting. So there's an expanse, there's water on top and there's water under this expanse. 
right? To separate those two things. And then there's the heaven. Um, The expanse itself is heaven. So basically it's saying that there's basically earth and there's water and then there's an expanse and then there's what we consider heaven, but there's also water up there on top of this other expanse. And so it's, I don't understand that. Um, Cause we basically just say that we have earth and yeah, there's water on the planet and then we have the sky, right? And that just goes until, you know, you pass the atmosphere and you get out of earth completely anything that has to do with earth and then you're just going out into the into the universe um right so where's the other water um is it mixed in to the heavens is it above somewhere else that is confusing because it's like we usually just typically think of water on earth we don't think of water outside of earth anywhere so this was saying that there was two there were two layers of water um and then it said let the waters under the heavens so everything that was under the heavens um be gathered together in one place and let dry land appear um so basically there was water all over and then land was appearing you know he made it so that land appeared um and then the waters were called sea. So now we have land as well um, coming out of the oceans. And then, um, let me see if I had any notes before we start moving on because we'll move to vegetation. Um, Yeah, okay. So I think I'm on point. Um, so we'll move to vegetation. Um, so the next part says, um, and God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, you know, so basically there's vegetation, uh, plants yielding seed, um, fruit trees bearing fruit in which their seed, um, each according to its kind on the earth um it, it, that's that's a confusing one too i mean this doesn't have to be so confusing um but i think it just is just because there's so much depth to it that i feel like we just kind of don't have a lot of details here um we're really lacking in details it's just kind of like there's so much that i'd like the blanks to be filled in about um there are a lot of blanks here it's just kind of like According to our normal logic, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, but so a lot of times this, this, these next few sections, um, a lot of people who believe in more of like a guided evolution type of theory. So that's something along the lines of, um, you know, you might believe in evolution, but you believe that maybe God created everything including the process of evolution but you believe that there is the either like the darwinian version of evolution or some other uh variation of you know the way we got to humans was through an evolutionary process and that humans are still evolving everything's still evolving um and i think there are other people who believe that things were created and it's kind of more fixed maybe um or there is some form of evolution within what um, is already here, but it's just kind of changed a little bit, tiny, tiny bits. Not as much as, like, we would say from, like, some weird amoeba and bacteria eventually becoming, like, a human being. Um, but I don't know. What do I know? Um, so, yeah, like, it starts talking about let Earth, uh, sprout vegetation so it's kind of like you could kind of look at it in in, a, in multiple ways one way to look at this would be just kind of what we would think without thinking too far past the just like what we would expect it to mean um <clears throat> is that god basically made plants right and everything that's considered vegetation plants um that kind of thing right let's leave it at that but it's kind of like 
it's an interesting way of phrasing something to say let the earth sprout forth uh vegetation um because that's that's just such an interesting way of phrasing it because I mean, God makes certain things, it seems like, when he says, let there be, right? So he said, like, for the for the light, he created the light, said, let there be light, right? Um, there's some stuff we don't know if he created it. Like, the waters, it says that he he divided it, he separated it, but it doesn't really talk about the process of what happened, how was the water made. Um, it just, just says that it was divided out into heavens and seas and things. And then um, another thing that's interesting and in when it talks about the vegetation, it assumes almost that um, the earth is creating this vegetation, but it never said, you know, let there be plants or let there be grass or let there be, you know, like he commanded the earth basically to do this. And then um, so it says the earth did it. The earth brought forth those things. Um, and so it's interesting. Some people think when it says plants yielding seed, um, that, um, the plants weren't created from a seed, like they sprouted up, but they weren't created from a seed. Um, and this kind of theory kind of comes up a lot where it's like, there's stuff that's sprouting up from something else. Um, it's not necessarily God saying, let me make this physically thing with my hands. Um, he's saying, you thing that I already made, make this other thing. And then it mentions like that there's seeds and stuff for reproduction and stuff like that. Um, and then there's also this other idea, um, which is a little further out there than even that one about, um, um, God as, you know, when we talk about genders and things like that, that God had maybe some qualities of male and female, because if you think of a creation process, the way that you would create anything, um, living is usually you'd have to use, you know, two different types of things, you know, you know, that you'd have to have the an egg and the fertilized egg. The egg needs to get fertilized somehow, right? Um, that's basically how living creatures are born. And then seeds are kind of almost similar. Like you have to have something that reproduces into another seed. And then, you know, it has to get pollinated or, you know, like there's a fertilization process of some form that makes that seed or make or makes that thing you know the seed turn it I don't know like basically how, how it sprouts something right like there's a whole process of like two different things having to come together um and so it's kind of interesting how it's like God's creating stuff but it's like usually the creation of any kind of living thing involves one thing um in having another thing right like there's two separate things um um to make something so that's just an interesting thing that comes up uh, some people say that god was more like um like either motherly in some aspects or fatherly in some aspects kind of like like making things or nurturing things like j just different kind of qualities like that um but that's like way out there for some other different conversation um, and then, so that was the third day, um, day four. So we have, um, God now gets back to the lights, um, the lights in the expanse of the heavens, um, to separate the day from the night. So all this time, the past three days, we had evening and we had morning, but we didn't have day and night. I mean, Okay. <laughs> I mean, I hope you can feel how frustrated I get when I read these things. I'm just like, uh, like, I mean, it's, it's great though, but it's just, it just opens the the space for so many questions. It's just like, what the heck? Like how, like in our mind, the way we're taught about things, the way we're taught about the sky, the way we're taught about water, the way we're taught about, 
um, night and day and things like that is like, you know, or just the concept of like, is there more water somewhere else? Like, you know, like, is there like a band or like a, a layer of water somewhere? Um, that's above the water we already have like I don't know and it's just I mean and just the order of things too here is just like so strange to me it's just like some of it's weird it's like yeah there was already this rock I I picture it almost as like this rock that just looked like some ball of clay that had water on it and then the spirit is like hovering over the water I don't know how the spirit got there we don't know how the water got there we don't know how how this void thing even existed and what it was and what the spirit needed. What was the spirit's role in all this? I don't even know. Like, none of that gets answered. It's just mentioned as if we should already know the answers to that question. It's like, oh, just like matter of fact, you know, darkness hovered over the face of the deep. Like, what does that even mean? Like, what? Like, there wasn't even supposed to be anything created at that point And there was already darkness hovering over the face of the deep. I mean, to have deep, you have to have something, right? Like, I don't understand. Like, it seems like it was just nothing, but then it's like it was a, it was an object of a sort, like a nothingness object. I don't know how else to explain it, but that's what it sounds like, that there was an object of nothing and God created Earth out of it. Um, but let's see. So, yeah, he's making day and night. Um, and then, you know, for signs and seasons, days, years, things like that. So he thought out at that point by day four, we're finally getting days. Um, so that's what we got was days and separation, like the mathematical aspect of, you know, seasons and, and, um, you know, days, days of the week and years and like just measuring time. Uh, so how did we have night and day the first three days without that concept of, you know, what a day is, right? Um, cause it sounds like it hadn't been measured out yet, or if it was God already knew, and then just put the lights in the places with the orbit and everything to make, make it so that, you know, the rotation and the orbit and the, this and the, that. You know, and people already assumed that the light that was created was was the sun. Um, But we don't really know that. Um, We don't really know that, you know, it says light. It doesn't really say sun until we get over here to verse 16, where it says, and God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. Um, and God set them in the expanse of the heavens to give light on the earth, um, to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. So there was light and there was darkness already, but there wasn't technically day and night until verse 16 um, on the fourth day. Um, and then it says again, there was evening and there was morning and that was the fourth day. So I don't know, like, um, I, that to me is just really confusing. Um, it totally is like, cause the way I measure evening and morning is with the sun and the moon. Um, right. And then we assume here that the greater day to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night, we assume that those are, you know, um, let's see, the sun and the moon. Um, it mentions the stars, right? But it doesn't necessarily say sun and moon. Um, and technically the sun is a type of a star. Um, stars have lifespans and the sun is a is in a type of a lifespan um as a a star would be um it's a type of a star i can't remember what kind but basically um the stars have different like types and they all have different kind of like 
life cycles and our sun is keeping us nicely the way we are because of the part of the cycle that it's in but um, if you think about infinity our sun is eventually going to go through a process of eventually becoming a black hole right so we know we're not going to be here forever um or we're going to be somewhere forever once we get eventually swallowed up by this black hole in millions and trillions of years I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore but basically um yeah we're through day four um with a lot of questions about what the night and the day actually looks like um and then the light and the darkness was separated out um but I just find that interesting that it's like, okay, like we already talked about the light. That was day one. And now we're finally getting night and day and stars and sun and moon. Um, but there are people who believe that the moon is like an alien space base or something like that. that is, or that that's what's on it. That it's not really like needed. Um, I know we're taught about, you know, the moon for like, like, you know, like think about like, the tide at the ocean, um, aspects of gravity, like, um, I don't know, though, I mean, could we do without it? I don't know. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, we're gonna get into the fifth day here. It says, let the water swarm with swarms of living creatures, um, and let birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the heavens um and so you know it says god created sea creatures um every living creature that moves that swarms winged things like birds um and that's the first thing that god blessed right it says in 22 and god blessed them and uh saying be fruitful and multiply um, fill the waters and the seas, you know, basically make more of uh, of yourselves, <laughs> um, duplicate. And so, you know, that was the first thing that he said. Um, and that was the eve. there was evening, there was morning, that was the fifth day. And then there was this sixth day. That God goes and creates creatures, living creatures. Um, so these are the livestock type things, livestock, creeping things, beasts, um, things that, you know, creep on the ground, um, that kind of stuff. Um, he created them. So he created the the sea creatures, the bird creatures, and then all these other um, ones that are on the ground. Um, and then... Um, on the same sixth day, uh, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Um, so there we go again with that hour, our image, our likeness. Um, that's like a multiple, um, it's like a, a plural kind of hour, like us, um, and then, you know, humankind was given dominion over all those animals, um, birds, livestock, things like that. And it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Um, and so... I don't know. Like, that's confusing. Um, Because it says, you know, creating man in our own image. And so, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking for something. And I'm looking for the part that talks about God taking Adam's rib to create Eve. Maybe, maybe that's after. 
<clears throat> okay, yeah, that's after. That's in verse uh a chapter two. Um chapter two verse verse twenty one. Chapter two verse so Genesis chapter two verse twenty one. Um <clears throat> That's when he puts Adam to sleep and he um, makes woman out of him. But, I mean, Adam's the first man ever mentioned. But it's kind of interesting to me that here, still up in chapter 1, before we even get to and speak about, um, about Adam or Eve... Um, it just said, let us make man in our image. So it's got this plural God word. Um, it's making man in our image, um, and let them have dominion over all, you know, all the animals basically. And it says, so God created man in his own image. This is 27 in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. And so it's mentioning that man was created in his in God's own image and that was male and female but it never mentions Eve um all the way until chapter like deep into chapter 2 like verse 21 um or 22 she's kind of mentioned but 21 um is when God takes the rib um and it says, you know, God blessed them. So he blessed those other animals and then he blessed the humans. And he said, um, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over all the animals and things and every living thing on the earth um, that moves on the earth. Um, and he said, I've given you every plant seed that is yielding on the face of of all the earth um basically he was basically repeating that he gave them everything but it's interesting this is still the end of chapter one and eve isn't even mentioned it just mentions males and females were told to multiply um you know and then that was the sixth day and then the seventh day god rested right um so this was wasn't even part of the creation story. Um <clears throat> I'm not sure if on the seventh day where it says he rested um from all his work that he had done in creation. Um Um And before it had, it had even rained. And so it was basically saying, you know, um, so now we're in chapter two, even um, that God makes the first, you know, ground. Like, basically, it was saying, like, there weren't any bushes that um, in the land or small plants of the field that had sprung up. Which is interesting because he said to create it and he said that the earth brought it forth. And now it's saying that there weren't any yet. Um, and then he made it rain or mist. Sorry. Um, and it, But it wasn't this. It was mist going up from the land, watering the f whole face of the ground. This isn't rain. Um, it was water coming up from the ground. Um um it says because the lord had not caused it to rain on the land and so that's something interesting that comes up way later when they have the story about noah when he's talking about there's going to be all these rains and there's going to be a flood and the interesting part is that some people have the the theory of teaching or learning about um that being um that it had never rained up until the flood um so people weren't 
really like taking him seriously when you're like you got this big old arc um that was really gigantic um and you were housing animals in it so it was like a floating farm and it was a giant boat that people probably might not have really needed to use because they probably didn't have storms that you would ever need a boat that big or ship that big and animals in it um but god told them to build it and it's like i don't even know if they knew what rain was um at that point yet but um it hadn't rained at this point and nothing was even um it says nothing had sprung up so it's like I know that God mentioned that he created all this stuff, but then it also says that nothing sprung up and then he watered the place by making the water come up from the ground. And um, it says, then the Lord formed the man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Um, So... I think this might be different, which I I don't really know, but it's just different. So there's a difference between the word man and woman versus male and female. Um that those are two different things right um so it says he created them in his own image and then it says male and female um and let me see i'm trying to look yeah so he doesn't really make man until that after that seventh day of rest so after seven days sometime after then he's he makes rain come or water come out of the ground and water things so that things are growing and then you know he breathes life into the dust to, um you know that he formed man out of um and it says it made and and the man became a living creature um so i don't understand i mean that's confusing that this is coming after he already mentions he created them in on the 6th day but they weren't living until after this fact um they weren't living i don't know what they were doing or what he created but there was something that was created and then there was this process of him creating something after the seventh day, right? Because the sixth day he created man, seventh day he created um, nothing on that day except for breathing into the the nostrils. So it's like he didn't create anything, but at the same time, it seems like either on day seven this is happening, or sometime after day seven this is happening. Um, and that's something that I don't really know, but. Yeah, and then it basically says, that, yeah, that the man became a living creature, we already know that, um, and then way after that, he was placed in the garden, and then way after that, um, he was, um, towards the end, in 20 to <clears throat> nope he starts the process of making eve in 21 um <clears throat> in chapter 2 verse 21 um when he takes the rib from adam and creates a woman um, it's interesting. So if you look at the words in Hebrew for man and woman, there's ish and there's ish, isha. So isha is woman 
and Ish is man. man. And then it's kind of interesting, the word for Adam is Adam, and then the word for mankind is Adama. And then some other interesting words, so like, I can't remember which one's which, but I know in Hebrew the word for sky and the word for water, one of them is Mayim, and the other one's Shemayim. I think Mayim is water and Shemayim is like sky or something like that. And so it's like, those words are very closely related. Also, woman and man are very closely related, same as in English. Um, but I just find that kind of interesting how it's kind of like something that was kind of made out of something else. Like, it's kind of like, um, he- according to this, um, sky and heaven was made out of water or separate the process of separating out water. Um, and according to this, too, it's like woman or I don't know, Eve was created out of atom basically so it's kind of just these interesting processes i find them interesting anyways i don't know if anybody else does but i just think it's a lot of um interesting information that we don't really usually look at or get from any other place um because i don't think i don't think people really talk about this kind of stuff too much um i'm i know i have an interesting take on looking at the bible because i can kind of look at it without too much of a religious lens sometimes and just look at the facts or the things that you know are kind of like the historical parts or like the theories around it without being like oh I believe this or I believe that like I kind of have a point right now where I don't really care what I believe I just I know what I believe and I'm fine with it and I don't feel like I need to even talk about it like that's it doesn't really concern anyone but myself but um, I still like the Bible and stuff, and I like to talk about it and read it, and it's a really fun book, like, as you can see, you can kind of stay on one verse for, like, ages, like, it doesn't take, <laughs> um, I don't know, parts of it can be boring, but overall, like, when you start challenging things or looking at things a little differently, um, it's, it's kind of like a big puzzle, that's what I like, it's like, you just never know, you're just like, what does this even mean? And then you're like looking into it and like, oh, scholars talk about this and that. And it's like, wow, they have a lot of interesting things to say that it's kind of interesting that the churches never like talk about that kind of stuff. So I always found it interesting. It's like, oh, you're going to tell me study the Bible all the time. Fine, I'll study it. So I studied like everything around like the certain topics that they were saying, oh, you have to study this for this week. And I'm like, fine, you know, like growing up in like a religious household with religious most of our friends were religious from the church and their friends were religious and then going to a school that was religious with the sports league that was religious like unless it was kids from the neighborhood like I I didn't really know or the sports league like I didn't really grow up with a bunch of people who weren't from that church and it's like a huge church um they're all over the world so it's just kind of interesting like they're very heavy into like learning about the bible and they kind of make you study it and they kind of expect, you know, for people to be pretty immersed. Like, it's not like most denominations, how most denominations don't... Like, you know, your kids will go to any public school or any school, but you, you'll you still go to church on the weekend or whatever. Um, but this denomination is more like they kind of prefer people to be, like, in the church school, going to the church, and then socializing with people from the church. Like, and your life, too, if you're following all of those rules and stuff, like is so different from mainstream society that it's like you're literally hanging out with the people from the church because it's like (laughs) it's like okay like I can't go out on Friday night so that's like most of the other people that I would know you know what I mean it's like you're kind of cut out of a lot of if you're really following what it says you get kind of cut out of a lot of different social settings like movie theaters and bars and clubs and things it's like well if you can't go to any of those like where can you really go to socialize at these hours that aren't Friday night, you know, so it's like, you're kind of limited in a way sometimes, like, not really, but it it can be, it can, it it can limit people, but, um, yeah, I think it's just interesting, though, like, coming from a background like that, where they were, like, so heavy on, like, study, 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 it's like, I'll study it, so (laughs) I'm pretty familiar with studying these things, it's just kind of, I like to have my own interest in it and follow what I'm actually interested in versus, like, trying to, like, 
make it fit with the denomination I was raised in. I don't really like to be like, oh, like, let me read this for the purpose of, you know, following what my denomination teaches and just like solidifying that. Like, I like to kind of look at it and like, oh, what what would somebody from a different lens try to see um, that from my cultural lens, um, being from that denomination, like what would I see versus what would they see? Um, and so it's kind of interesting looking at things from that way. Cause then you kind of see like, oh, there's all this other stuff that like you never even catch or never even think about just because, you know, you're kind of always taught it the same way within the same parameters and you're never really taught to really like think, think about what you just read. <laughs> Does that make any sense? <laughs> it's like somebody, somebody told you this is what it means. And then you read the words and you're like, how did they get that meaning from these words? <laughs> like, that's not what this says. <laughs> so it's kind of like a lot of things that are assumed and whatnot. It's it's just really, um, like, I don't know. I think it's, it's good to look at, really. But, yeah, well, I'm going to call this one the end. Thank you.